the impact of the digital health revolution will be profound on an individual and societal level. Digital health technologies will give us unique insights into the health of a person from their first genomic tests as an embryo to their last ever physiological measures. What we do with that new knowledge of the human state could transform humanity. Although we are well and truly on that path, it seems sensible that prior to setting on this trajectory, we critically analyse the principles of law and society and of social ordering that will permit digital health to fundamentally challenge and change humanity. Welcome to the Voice of Law podcast, Digital Health Law Series, Season 3. I'm your host, Bianca Rose Phillips, Global Digital Health Law and Innovation Theorist. Thank you for joining me. Just a reminder, if you've not already done so, to access a copy of my new book, Making the Digital Health Revolution, Structural Elements and Logical Methods, for a deep dive into System 2 thinking in digital health. The book is available at biancarosephillips.com and we are receiving feedback from industry leaders and are very excited that we've been able to hit a call with so many in the industry. In this recording, I'll provide an outline of System 2 thinking in digital health. System 2 thinking is the superficial or deep analysis that goes into making decisions. By comparison, System 1 thinking is more immediate and intuitive. So for digital health, let's consider examples of System 2 thinking. The analysis that companies put into adopting a particular EHR system. That's an example. For a physician, the analysis that goes into whether to use VR technologies to train emergency physicians and which systems to use, involves system two thinking. For VC companies, whether to invest in a particular startup. For lawmakers, whether to support a law that allows over-the-counter hearing aids. And then all of the sub-decisions that go into the analysis of any of these choices are all within the category of system two thinking. Now, in an organisation or government, you have a number of choices and a number of people applying their own system two methodologies. Some know their frameworks and others do not have an outline, but have a process that they use based on their training in a particular expertise area. And they use that to make a decision. Otherwise, there could be a framework that is known to employees that they will be using to solve the problems in front of them that have been outlined or given to them by the organization. If, like me, you're interested in understanding and improving System 2 thinking within organisations and governments as it applies to digital health, then you would appreciate that the only way to improve System 2 is to attempt to codify decision-making processes and put those into a framework. However, if you do that, you will be subject to criticism. These are the types of criticisms that we receive for descriptive frameworks that have been expressed in the literature previously. One is that frameworks oversimplify complex human decision-making. Two, a broad framework has little practical utility. A specific framework burdens decision-makers and takes their ability to make sound decisions based on their own know-how, intuition and wisdom. Next, 
Rationality does not always win. Sometimes we need to allow the intuitive system to make the call. Also, we can't reach meaningful consensus on a path forward if our frameworks are so detailed that we are arguing over the constructions that is the meaning of the words. Indeed, if you gave a framework to a legal academic well-versed in interpretation methodologies, they could describe at least seven constructions for one word within a document. These critiques are all valid in their own right, but they're not strong enough, in my opinion, in, in terms of their weight, to suggest that we should not undertake the task of developing frameworks that codify system processes. It's truly the only way to reflect on how things get done and to improve. It's also going to be imperative to the development of AI systems that we can train them on human processes. I put forward the suggestion in my book that moving forward, frameworks could be used as tools rather than guidelines, but this is not the norm at present. Usually frameworks developed into policies and guidelines as rules to be followed by administrators and employees. Okay, so let's take a step back for a second. So far I've suggested that system two thinking can be codified, that the codification usually happens through the development of frameworks that capture first principles and other principles, that such development of frameworks to codify system two is open to critique, but they are still necessary to improve system two thinking. Now let's consider how this plays out in the real world. So digital health companies have been developing their own systems frameworks. Academics have also been developing their own and governments have been creating decision frameworks as well. Eventually, the reality is that we are the, at the mercy of government-developed frameworks because they are either binding in some way or expected best, best practice. So the question that I want to wanted to understand is, what is the system two thinking process of lawmakers in digital health? Could that be codified? Are there some master principles that we can capture in a framework? And I did the work. It took me many years to complete. It's in the book. And I'd be humbled if you could take a look. Now, the method for conducting this research was important. You can take a look at the method when you access the book. I ended up using a case study to analyze these questions. And like any study, there are limitations. But what I believe we have here now are some master principles for digital health that I hope will be helpful. What is fascinating is that these master principles were never expressly stated as being the principles used by decision makers, by lawmakers but they were observable in retrospect by looking at the lawmaking activities. Hopefully this research will be helpful to anyone developing frameworks within organisations who are looking up to the top, that is the lawmakers, for guidance. The thought I want to leave you with is that lawmakers decide the limits of human endeavour. It's wise, indeed necessary, that we understand how they think and make decisions, that we understand their system two model. <laughs>